Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 23 of Bottom of the Stream. Welcome. 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 <laughs> I knew you were going to do another one, so <laughs> I went in there. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. And we are your hosts here, searching for the hidden gems at the bottom of Netflix's little pile of films. We are. It's quite a big pile. True. It is. It gets bigger every week. Building up at underneath this uh, fast-flowing stream. Absolutely. How are you doing, Nick? I'm very good. Yeah? We've uh, we've just had some fun times. <laughs> we have. We've uh, we've had more than. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. Then we've had fun <laughs> times more than we normally have before the podcast. Because we have uh, just taken part in our fantasy football draft. We have for the year for the NFL, not soccer. Yeah. How do you think it went? I'm pretty happy. Me too. I think it went all right. Apart from that, have you had a good week? Yes. I uh, yeah, it's been it's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good, what have you been up to? I don't know what to say. (laughs) How do we do this? I don't know, you usually tell me shit that's gone on in the week. I can't remember. I tell you that I've not done anything because I'm boring. How to record a podcast. (laughs) Um, I don't think I've done anything too exciting this week. No? Um, My kids have started back at school. Oh yeah. That's exciting for them. I suppose that is exciting for me. Yeah, (laughs) gets you away from them for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's all going well. Good, good, good. Glad to hear it. I'm I'm decorating. You may have noticed the mess downstairs. Uh, Yes. I mean, I just thought I was <laughs> general. How rude. Uh, general lack of tidying. What are, you, what are we decorating? Decorating the lounge. Excellent. Yes. So oh, yes. Uh, you've got all your uh, patches of green. Yes. I'm, uh, you would, don't talk to me about green paint. <laughs> you would not believe how difficult it is to find green paint. It's ridiculous. The right green paint. Or any sort of green <laughs> okay. paint. I ordered some oh. green paint. Turned out to be brown paint. <laughs> People are crazy. Uh, shall I run through the social medias? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast. Our Instagram is the same at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, the website is www.bottomofthestream.com where you will find every episode we've ever recorded and all three season stream tables. And you can also now follow us on Patreon where for a couple of quid a month you can get some extra bonus episodes, early access to episodes, a wild card if you come in at a certain level and some merch and stuff. Sure. Uh, also, if you can't do that, please can you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or anywhere else that you can review podcasts. Back of a toilet door. I don't care. Just give <laughs> us some feedback. It really helps. It really does. It really, really does. Have you got any Netflix news? I have got some news. Cool. What have you got? Uh, shall I go first? I've yeah. got... Have you ever watched Altered Carbon? No, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Well, it's been cancelled. Oh, I won't so. bother with it then. <laughs> So there have been two seasons of Altered Carbon so far. Right. And it's a sort of Blade Runner-esque futuristic right. detective story where the consciousness of a person can be sort of shifted between skins oh, right. and bodies. A bit like um, Advantageous that we watched yeah. earlier in the season. Um, so the first season starred... <laughs> yeah, it was not that much fun. The first season starred Joel Kinnaman. Yep. And the second season starred Anthony Mackie. Oh, right, yep. And the third season will star no one. Oh, because there's not going to be one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I did quite fun. It is on my list to watch. And now I equally, as you think, <laughs> why should I bother? <laughs> Has it been cancelled like mid-flow though? Or is it at a conclusion that you could I d- I have no idea. class it as a two-season no show? Idea. Interesting. Sorry. If anybody's watched it, let us know if it's worth watching. Anything else? Yeah. Go. Do you want me to keep going? Um... Yeah, I've only got one little thing. Okay. I have some news. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. 
<laughs> it's one of them nights. <laughs> um, have you ever played the Resident Evil game? Yes. The... Yes. <laughs> Did you like them? Um, I've got Resident Evil 7 on the VR. Okay, how's it's that? fucking terrifying. Is it? But it probably is the best PlayStation VR game. Well, Netflix have announced that there is going to be a Resident Evil TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, exciting. Uh, and they have released a synopsis for it. Go for it. Um, so it's written by uh, a guy called Andrew Dabb, who's behind Supernatural. Yep. Uh, so he is taking on uh, Resident Evil for Netflix. Cool. So it says it follows a pair of characters, Jade and Billy Wesker, uh, and it is split across two timelines. In the first timeline, 14-year-old sisters Jade and Billy are moved to New Raccoon City, a manufactured corporate town. The more time they spend there, the more they come to realise that the town is more than it seems and that their father may be concealing dark secrets. Secrets that could destroy the world. (laughs) Nice. In the second timeline, a decade into the future, there are less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters. People (laughs) and animals infected with the T-virus. Jade, now 30, struggles to survive in a new world. So isn't the second timeline a spoiler for the first timeline very much so yes (laughs) what a synopsis that is yeah that's a heck of a synopsis oh that's cool though so that's coming to netflix yes that's exciting yeah i i had not heard anything about that no i I was quite surprised coming do we know no okay (laughs) as with everything no date committed (laughs) um so yeah that that'd be good that's I'm surprised that's not happened before yeah me too to sort of there's a couple of films isn't there there's there's about five isn't there? there But to sort of re reboot that in a TV show, a more grounded, less because they're pretty crazy. Those films, aren't they? Yeah, because it's the same guys who did games. like, yeah, but it's the same guys who did like Alien versus yeah. Predator. So it's all just guts and yeah, not much to the story and the bit like the games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, the VR game, the VR game of Resident Evil Seven is terrifying. Terrifying. The major jump. It's a lot more scary in VR than it would be. In 2D. Okay. Especially when this girl comes at you with a chainsaw. Oh, I don't like it. Already. Terrifying. <laughs> left to have a go. Cool. There's a new one. There's Resident Evil 8 coming out on the PS5 as well. Right, okay. It's been announced. Okay. I presume that'll be in VR as well. I don't think awesome. that's been announced yet. Anything else? Yeah, I've got one more. Ooh. Um, a hive of news this week. I know. I, I, I really... I, I'm quite excited about this one. Let, Ooh, okay. me, uh, let me find the right, uh, the right link. So, we've mentioned before about the haunting of Bly Manor. Yep, that's which is Flanagan. Yes, and it's the sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Uh, and that is coming this autumn. Oh, really? So we do have a date for that. And it has now got a Twitter account. Right. Uh, and it is simply at haunting. <laughs> wow. And I uh, so I wonder, did they pay a lot for that? They must have. Or was it just... <laughs> I bet they've had to buy it off of that fielding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a niche reference. It is very much um, so. So this week... This this Twitter account at haunting um, posted a, a a job advert. All right. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Cool. Um, Live a new job. Okay. Well, we might want this one. So it's live in nanny. Okay, I could do that. Seeking an au pair for two perfectly splendid children at the Bly Manor residence. The manor is located in the English countryside, and the position begins immediately. Interestingly, yeah. It then gives a phone number. Okay. And it says, call this number to schedule an interview. Right. Should we ring it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I, sh- I should have written this down beforehand. <laughs> do you need a pen? <laughs> yes, please. 
Podcast pen. Podcast pen. You can edit this out. This uh, entertaining uh, <laughs> me writing a number down. Let's have a listen. Let's see what we get. What happens? I don't know. Have you got a... Uh, are you ready for an if interview? If Mike Flanagan answers the phone, then we're interviewing <laughs> him and we're forgetting about this week's Okay, film. fine. Deal. I'm fine with that. Bear with. I'm entering the number. I oh, put it in correctly. <laughs> Let's get some crazy old lady people. instead. Put it on speaker. I'm scared. It might be international. This is going to cost me a lot. Hi. You've reached the English family at Bly Manor. We're not here right now. If you're calling about the open nanny position, interviews will be conducted by our Uncle Henry in five days. It'll be perfectly splendid. We can't wait to meet you. I'm already scared of this. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. That's cool. That is cool. That is really cool. Five. What, are they going to bring me back? Maybe. Five days, when's oh, that? Imagine if your phone rings in five days. <laughs> five days, it's Friday today. So you get a call on Wednesday. Wow, we'll see. We'll tweet it out and let you okay, know if he I'll does. update you. If Nick gets a job as a nanny, that'd be so funny when he's already got two kids of his own. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, if not, I mean, that's quite a cool bit of marketing. I never finished yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. I may go back to it. I may start again with it. Yeah. It's been a long time, but I'm definitely going to watch that when it comes out. Do we know when that's coming? Uh, it, this autumn. I don't. I don't think okay, a specific so date has. Pretty soon. I. I mean. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being lazy and assuming we might see it sometime in October. Yeah. To coincide with uh, ghost season. Makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Halloween. Ghost season. <laughs> you said that as if Halloween's like a trademark, and you weren't allowed to say it. <laughs> cool. That's cool. I love Mike Flanagan. That's me. He, I'm newsed out. He did wonderful things with two Stephen King. Adaptations that should never have worked. Yeah, and Hush, which is and a favourite. Hush, which is also a favourite, indeed. Um, I've only got one little bit of news. We um, Do you remember The Babysitter? I do. And how we've talked about that the sequel's coming? Yes. We have a trailer. Oh, awesome. Have you seen it yet? No. It's fucking mental. It's, I'm, I'm going to go and watch that after we finish <laughs> it. Here. Um, that was a real fun movie to it's watch. It's a really fun movie. This looks like it's just going to go completely off the change. You know, and in sequels, the rules just don't apply. Yeah. They appear to have come back to life as demons. Oh, okay. And they're haunting him. Awesome. So uh, it's got the same, pretty much exactly the same cast. There's Robbie Amell in it. Yeah. Excellent. He didn't have a shirt on in the trailer either. Brilliant. So standard. Uh, that's coming on, I believe, September the 11th. No, September the 10th. Okay. So that's Ace. coming really soon. So we're going to do some sort of bonus episode on that, I think, because that's the first sequel that's been made of a film that we've done yeah. since we've been doing them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do something We'll do on some that. sort of special on that. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Well, or anything bad at the top of the stream? I don't know how near the top they are, but I have watched a couple of things on okay, Netflix. Okay, cool. Uh, so, we have, I've absolutely blasted through all the episodes of World's Most Dangerous Prisons. Oh, nice. Any good? <laughs> Documentaries. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Um, I think the first, like, because it's only short seasons, so I think there's only like four episodes. Yeah. I think the first series was a, like a Channel 5 job. Right. And then Netflix of bought it, and, bought it and made subsequent ones because they changed the presenter yeah and the netflix guy is loads better <laughs> really uh he's because the first guy's just some gen- irish journalist yeah and um, but when when the netflix episodes kick in it's a, it's a guy who a guy called Raphael Rowe, and he went to he's actually went to prison right for a crime he did not commit like an 18 member yeah <laughs> but he was in prison for 12 years wow uh, and now he's going making these documentaries. So he goes... Oh, so he goes back to prison. Yeah. 
So all he's in prison for 12 years for a crime he didn't do, and then he's just come back now. Correct. <laughs> nice. But he goes all over the world. You'd so never want to go near one again. Sure, sure. But he, he's a really compelling interviewer. Yeah. Um, and he he talks really straight with the go- with with the inmates, and it's it's really interesting. So he goes, uh, obviously to to some really corrupt, poor places. You know, he goes to sort of Lesotho, near South uh, yeah. South Africa, um, Papua New Guinea, Ukraine. Really? That's a pretty pretty tough one. That's a crazy one. Um, and then and then there's one where he goes to Norway, where he it's. It, it, the place almost looks like a hotel and they believe in a whole different way of treating their prisoners oh, so really? they all get a handshake when they come in and it's not as sort of dehumanizing and um, they're really focusing on the rehabilitation but it's a That's really interesting series i will watch that i would definitely watch that sounds really good uh, and then the other thing we've watched i i don't know how this happened uh, <laughs> we just, just stuck one on i've now watched about six episodes of rust valley restorers that sounds good. Is that like car restoring? Yeah. Nice. So it's 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 um this guy who's basically a hippie. He's got dreadlocks. Lives in they live in Canada. Yeah. And um, because of the quality of the air, there's they've, there's well it's Rust Valley. So there's all these cars. They just go rusty. No, they don't go rusty. Oh, they don't go That's rusty. The thing. Oh, I see. So so they um yeah they this place just does them up a couple of cars an episode. Really nice. entertaining. Cool. I'll check that out as well. Sounds good. Anything else? No, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a couple of things. I finished High Score. Oh, yeah, which yeah. we were talking about the other week, or the last couple Did of weeks. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's really good. I wouldn't... If I was classifying it, I wouldn't say it's a history of computer games or okay. video games, which is what it's billed as. Because each episode focuses on a different area. Right. So that there's an Atari episode, there's a Nintendo episode, and there's a Sega episode, obviously. But they, they don't they don't go... They kind of stop in, like, the mid-90s. Oh, so it's not a It's not like a linear. full history of the country. And yeah. it's, uh, the country? <laughs> the The company... And it isn't like a linear building up through time of to the modern to day. The modern day. It doesn't get anywhere near the modern day. No, it's okay. Uh, there's a beat 'em up episode. There's a violent video games episode, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, the the tells you all about Mortal Kombat and okay. Doom. And Resident how, Evil. Resident Evil. <laughs> no, I don't think it does get that far. The the way that Doom changed the world of video games. I I knew Doom was massive in video games, but I didn't realize how big it was. Okay. How it changed everything. Did that invent like the first person shooter then? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty much. It also invented they the first part of Doom was given away free. Okay, so everybody was able to just download it off a really primitive internet. Oh, I didn't know that. And then you had to, but if you wanted to continue, you had to buy the second and third discs. Okay, so it was really interesting how it how they marketed it, and they got all the people on that made them. So like the guy who designed Doom was. Oh, on that's it. cool. Uh, the guy who designed Pac Man was on it. Space uh, space space invaders, and but it's really interesting. It's all voiced by the guy who does the voice of Mario and Luigi. Charles Martinet. Excellent. Yeah, it's really interesting. Really, really good. Um, I also watched a film this week. Oh, yes. I watched a film called Upgrade. I've seen seen it. It's Lee well, Wannell. I've seen guy. the uh, thumbnail. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Awesome. It's really good. It's Lee Wannell, the guy who made the, Saw, the original Saw film. Sure. I think he came back for a few of the sequels, but not all of them. Uh, it's, good. it's good. It's about a guy who gets paralyzed. His wife gets killed and he gets paralyzed. And then this AI... AI computer chip it seems to all be about ai films for me just like <laughs> ai computer chip gets put in his back and then it t- takes control of him when he doesn't want it to uh, okay but it's really good it's really it's a fun little action film you'll have some fun with it i quite so fancy um i'd recommend it cool i might check that out i quite fancy watching that project power yeah that's supposed to be really good uh, i've though. not got to that either that came out last week didn't it yeah so. i also watched one more thing yeah that you recommended okay but i don't think you've seen it right i watched john was trying to contact aliens oh yeah i've not watched <laughs> it yet no it's th- 
completely not what I was expecting. <laughs> right. Because right. for the first, it's only on for like 15 minutes, 16 yeah. minutes. The first half of it, you're like, this guy's a crazy ass bastard. Mm. And then the second half is one of the most heartwarming stories I've ever seen. Oh, awesome. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely going to watch that this it's weekend. really like, by the end of it, you're like, oh, what a really nice guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really good. It's, if you, it's not at all what you expect it to be. Okay, cool. Uh, it's, it's a really nice story and it's only on for 15 minutes, but it is insane. What he did was just turned his grandparents' house into like this research centre for aliens. Amazing. It was really good. And then what made him change his focus in life is, is fascinating. Right. I'm, I'm watching that. Check that out. It's called John Was Trying to Contact Aliens. He won an award at Sundance That's or something. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, for a best short film. Uh, it's really good. The only other thing I've got is um, just to note that as of now, as of today, uh, season one and season two of Cobra Kai I saw that. are on Netflix. I will definitely be checking that out. Because they have bought it out and they are going to be producing season three. Yes. Because it was YouTube Red, was it, originally, yeah. wasn't it? And they kind of... A- again, I've heard great things. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. It's a sequel to Karate Kid. It is, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um... Do you want to do the Netflix top 10? Yeah, let's I've do that. I've done that for a while. Yeah, we've not done that for a few weeks. So uh, I've got it up in front of me. Are you ready? I am. In at number 10 is a film called Bee Movie. <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld movie about bees. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not an actual bee movie. <laughs> um, I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah. I imagine you've seen it. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. I remember uh, quite... Because it's come back to Netflix. Yeah. I remember reading maybe a year, 18 months ago, when Netflix first started to release some early statistics, yeah, which they've, they've only really started doing in that sort of time period, they, I'm sure it said one user has watched B-Movie like 942 <laughs> times. <laughs> That's somebody with a very crazy child. Yeah. Uh, number nine is a TV show called Hoops. I, I've seen it advertised and it's popped up on my Twitter a lot. I watched so the first animation, episode. Animation, isn't it? I watched the first episode the other day. Okay. I can see the appeal. I won't be going back to it. Right. It's it's basically it's a bit like Family Guy. It's a gross out teen okay. cartoon. It's Jake Johnson. Yeah. Former bottom of the stream alum, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ron Funches. If you're into that sort of Family Guy, Big Mouth, you know the sort of sure. shock cartoons. So check that out. It's all right, but it's not really for me. Number eight is what the hell does that say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm intrigued. Dirty John Betty Broderick. Okay. Uh, I think which is season two of Dirty John. Right. Um, I've never seen Dirty John, but I've heard really good things about it. I am not familiar. Uh, I think it's about stalkers and that sort of thing. It says, when love becomes twisted and trust turns into manipulation, anything can happen, including murder, in this true crime anthology series. Oh, so it is true crime. I didn't realize it was true crime. Amanda Peet and Christian Slater are credited in it. I might check that out. Number seven is a film. Is it a film? Hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Are you alright? No, it's it's called Psychopath, and then underneath it says with Piers Morgan. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is like the third. Yeah. Ugh. Why do people watch things with Piers Morgan? Why does he get a job? Why, why does he got a life? Um, criminal. Yeah. For, it's only on for forty-five minutes. It's about through a glass, thick glass barrier. Journalist in inverted commas interviews Paris Bennett, <laughs> who at thirteen killed his four-year-old sister and is soon eligible for parole. The human in inverted commas. <laughs> it sounds interesting. If it wasn't Piers Morgan, I probably would watch it, but I'm not going to because it's Piers Morgan and the guy's a dick. Uh, number six is the Umbrella Academy. Uh, season two of that came out quite recently. We've yep. spoke about that before. 
That's holding its place in the charts quite a lot. Yeah, it's hanging around. It is. Like an umbrella <laughs> in the wind. There's a film at number five. Uh, it's called I See You, which is Helen Hunt and John Tenay and Judah Lewis. Oh, okay. Randomly from The Babysitter. Who's the, ki- the kid from The Babysitter, yeah. isn't he? Uh, as he searches for a missing child, a small-time detective uncovers a malicious presence lurking in the crevices of his family's already broken home. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Might check that out. So it, looks like, it looks like a horror film. Uh, number four is Million Dollar Beach House, which I believe is like reality TV, I guess. The competition is fierce and the drama undeniable as a group of young and hungry agents try to seal the deal on luxury listings in the Hamptons. I, I, um, the trailer of that came up after we'd finished watching something else this week and it, it looked sickeningly twee and <laughs> yeah. manufactured. Is it? Is it fake reality? I, that's the vibe I got yeah. from the trailer. It looks like it. I'm not going to check it out to find out, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, number three in the UK currently is Lucifer. Which, I've never watched that. I've never watched it either. It's supposed to be quite good. Uh, season four, I think, has so just another, come to Netflix. That's another show that um, has came off network TV and Netflix yeah. picked it up, isn't it? Yeah. I believe season four's just appeared. Okay. Uh, number two is The Fall. That's holding its place really high as well. Yep. That's that Gillian Anderson yep. and Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan program that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. And number one at the minute is a film called A Venom. Oh, yes. Heard of it. <laughs> Have you not seen it? No. It got a lot of stick when it came out. I do fancy watching it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I, I, I've heard it's fine. It's fun. Yeah. It's just fan comic book fanboys, isn't it? Sure. Just don't like it, but it's all right. I enjoyed it. It's number one on Netflix. It only came yesterday or the day before, I think. Okay. That's big impact. Yeah. So it's done well. So yeah, that's the uh, Netflix top 10 as we stand today, which is Friday. Friday. Indeed. By Caldy weekend, have you got any plans? Depends on the weather. Yeah, it does. It's going to rain. I haven't it's got It's raining too... now. If you can hear the rain, yeah, we do. It's really yeah. loud in here. Uh, so, no, I haven't got anything specific. But, no, um, not me. Well, I'm decorating, but... I would like to see some sunshine if possible, please. <laughs> not going to zoo? No, probably not. Probably not. Right, shall we talk about this week's film? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so happy about it. <laughs> Right, this week we watched a film called 2036, Origin Unknown. I think more films should put a year in the title and then just be what it's about. It's yeah. be like 1912 Boat Crash yeah. instead of Titanic. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's from 2018. It is a 12. It runs for one hour and 34 minutes and it's currently rated at 4.4 on IMDb. Okay. Which is low. That's... I think it might be the lowest we've done this season. We've had quite a highly rated season this year. Yeah, it's it's... It's in the bottom... It's definitely, definitely bottom the bottom scorer. Yeah. Stars a lady called Katie Sackoff as a character called Mac. Um, you're mostly famous for Battlestar Galactica. Sure. Uh, she has been in a few things. She, she was the updated Dirk Benedict. Yeah. She played herself in The Big Bang Theory a few times. Yeah. She's been in quite a few things. You'd know her. Oh, this is really zoomed in on my notes. <laughs> um, also stars Ray Fearon as Sterling Brooks, which is a great name. Um, he's been in lots of British TV shows. I didn't recognise him. No, he's. I think he's a TV actor. He's been in like one or two episodes of lots of British TV shows. He was in Red Dwarf for one episode. Okay. He did Midsummer Murders, Silent Witness, Plebs, Fleabag, that sort of. I've not really seen any of those. Fleabag's really good. You should check. I've never Fleabag. watched it. You've never seen Plebs? No, I've seen a couple of Plebs. Plebs is really good. Uh, it was directed by a guy called Hasraf Dulul, 
who does lots of space set sci-fi films. Oh, really? That's what he loves. What, what else? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I don't think there'll be anything you've heard of, um, but I might be wrong. It has 21 credits on IMDb. The Beyond? Heard of that? I'm, uh, I feel like I have, but is that just because it's quite a generic title? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, there's nobody in it really who's that famous. Uh, there's, a, there's a film called Sync. There's a film called Iris. Project Cronus. Fubar Redux. <laughs> okay. <I've>, yes, <laughs> you, you just hit me with words. Yeah, they're just they're all like sci-fi. Two of those came out in the same year. They're all like spacey sci-fi films. Okay. This last film's called Science Fiction Filmmaking 101. Right. Which is a TV so series, actually. he's definitely in his wheelhouse then. Yeah, very this. much so. He knows this is what it's all about. Um, he has a writing credit on this film as well. But the writing credit is It'll based on a story by Hasraf Dalul. Right. Interesting. Um, but the screenplays were written by a guy called Gary Hall. So I presume... So he's gone like, I've got an idea. Yeah. You I, write it. Yeah, I'll direct <laughs> Yeah. Gary Hall wrote, or has a credit on the street cat named Bob. Which oh, was quite a famous yeah. film a few it years was, ago. Yeah. Um, he also made a film called Pastel, which I don't think anybody's ever heard of. But he's not really that famous, I don't think. I don't think he's really done anything. His main IMDb credit is this film that we're about to talk about. Awesome. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, one little fact about this film is that it was filmed, uh, completely filmed in nine days. Uh-huh. Which is really quick. <laughs> that is rapido. But... This is a film that is set in one room, yeah, pretty much with one and a, person and a bit of a crawl space, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> and only one, re- only really, Katie Sackhoff's in this. It's a one-man show or one-woman show. Yeah, essentially, essentially. There's a few, a few other voices, and there's a few other cameo roles. Yeah. I guess. even Ray Fearon's barely in it. He's basically in two scenes, isn't yeah. he? You got one word review. Not <laughs> <laughs> giving too much away. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I I did stop myself there because I don't want to give too much away. Um, deliberate. That's a good one. That is actually a review as well. Normally your words are just words. That is actually a review. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, where does this film start, Nick? Space. <laughs> it does, indeed. There's some like spacey opening credits. And there, yeah, there are proper opening credits. Yeah. I timed it. It was nearly back. three minutes. Yeah, it goes on for a long time. <laughs> it was like watching the Game of Thrones opening <laughs> sequence. Yeah, it goes on for a long time. Uh, and and then we see a bit more space. Yeah. And then we see some cubes. <laughs> um, just and some more space. Yeah, it's just spacey. It's pretty. Yeah. It's like kaleidoscopy galaxies sort it's of. It's got a theme tune. Yeah. It was like the beginning of a TV show rather than the It was of very film. Star Trek, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. Uh, it finishes with the title card, comes up 2036, origin unknown. Um, and then we get a nice shot of the Earth. Yeah. With a and, countdown. Going. Yeah. And um, we're not in 2036 to start no, with. we're not. <laughs> Which really threw me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so it comes up Earth, on, it comes up on the screen Earth 2030. It does. And there's like mission control vo- voices going on over the top of this shot of Earth. So it's a long time till we actually see a real person in this movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because... We now get a whole sequence of a spaceship launching. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that looked okay. I've yeah, to be fair, it did. The graphics aren't bad. No, they weren't. But everything's at a distance. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. I wish I could say they continued to not be bad. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. We'll yeah. get into that. <laughs> it turns out this spaceship is heading to Mars. It is. 
uh, where these people, there's like four or five people on it, I guess, and they are heading to Mars. We and we we are just hearing the radio comms, yeah. aren't we, between them? Yeah, and it's basically banter, isn't it? Sure. Uh, a short time later, they get a visual on Mars, and they are there now, I guess. Well, they they so the rocket launches, it yeah. does all the fuel separation, all that sort of thing, yeah. uh, and then eventually from this sort of launch rocket appears this little spaceship. Yeah. And the guy who's piloting it, I think it says, I think it says he's called Jake. I had the subtitles on. I want to say Jake. (laughs) Um, He says, turn on the iron engine thrust drive, (laughs) which sounds sciencey, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and the spaceship is like engulfed with some blue lights, blue lights, bit of a special effect. Seems to make them go super fast. And, uh, and, the voice on the radio helpfully says, okay, it'll take us 80 days to get to Mars now. <laughs> yeah. And then it comes Off up on they the screen. go. Literally that. And then it comes up on the screen 80 days later. Yeah. And, they, and he's like, oh, I can see Mars. It's like, <laughs> we have a visual on Mars. I was like, surely you've seen that earlier than that. <laughs> you can sometimes see Shouldn't Mars. Shouldn't be surprised. This you is your whole mission. <laughs> see Mars from Earth. Yeah. And these guys are like they're literally on top of it and he's like there's Mars down there <laughs> nearly missed it <laughs> nearly missed that lads what are you playing at um, after a bit of banter over it's, we still haven't seen anybody it's no. all just voiceovers after a bit of banter over the radio they try and land and suddenly some crazy lights grab the ship yeah so it's it's landing like a plane isn't it yeah that's what this spaceship it essentially is essentially is just a plane and yeah they the landing gears down they're approaching the landing site and, and suddenly there's like yeah, like an energy yeah. burst. It's almost like it grabs storm. the plane, isn't it? Yeah, so, it's almost like a tractor beam. Yeah. And and kind of takes it away, doesn't it? Yeah. And then the radio sort of communication breaks up. Yeah. And they can't communicate with mission control anymore. And then it sort of vanishes. Yeah. You just don't see it anymore. Um, and then there's some really boring text that comes up on the screen. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, get the admin out of the way which now. Which basically says... <laughs> That ship never came back. We lost track of that, so we made all the staff redundant. Yes. That's basically what it says. It says all staff were made redundant. It says, like, the investigation's ongoing, but, yeah, the the, the United Space Planetary Corp, who I presume are the equivalent of yeah. NASA later on in, in, 20, in the 2030s, yeah. have decided to boot off everyone and go with AI-controlled missions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit scary when you think about it. Um, so all staff have been made redundant, and then it comes upon the screen, Earth 2036. It does. So we're six years later. Mac, we meet Mac for the first time. This is the first time we see a person on the screen. And this is Katie Sackhoff's character, and she wakes up to her phone ringing. She does. But she's not in bed. No. She's just randomly lying on the ground outside her place of work. She was. Oh, was she on the ground or was she on a car? No, she was on I the ground. I think she was on the ground. Because it made me think of that bit in Wayne's World when Wayne and Garth go and lie on the car <laughs> and they watch the planes going over Yeah. Them. I thought that's essentially what she was doing, looking up at the stars, and yeah. there was... Um, I think that's what she was doing. Yeah, there was she aircraft was, she, sort yeah. of flying, buzzing around. Yeah. Uh, it comes up, she's outside a USP, USPS space, is that what it says? I think it yeah. Says that. There's a launch pad, isn't there, in the yeah. distance? So it's, it's some sort of space centre. Yeah. It says unknown location. And she meets up with a guy inside, and this is Sterling. And I've written there, there looks like they're going to some sort of briefing. Yes. But I don't think they were, well, they definitely didn't go to any sort of briefing. And I really struggled to know what he was. Yeah, me too. And, and All the got, way through. <laughs> I think she's got his old job. Yeah. Because they were kind of quite prickly with each other. Yeah. And then I think he's an air crash investigator. That's exactly what I thought. I think she got his job and he became an investigator yeah. to 
investigate what had happened to this ship that and he it's was taken in charge of. So far, six years. Yeah, <laughs> and there is no result. There's, there's going to be. I warn you now, people who are listening to this podcast. There is a lot of this film that I have not got a clue what was going on, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Nick's in the same boat. By the way, he's looking at. I've got what I think happened. <laughs> Yeah, I know what I think happened. <laughs> maybe maybe bear no relation to what was meant. No. Um, it's very I don't, wordy. I don't know why I found this so impenetrable. Yeah. Because it's a fairly straightforward plot line. Is it because it was really boring? <laughs> <laughs> it was quite boring. It really was. Um, um, but... Because I, having, again, I watched the trailer and I thought, oh, this could be all right. You know, I, I, I expected it to pretty much be a one-woman show. Yeah, me too. But it's really wordy. For a one-woman show, there's a lot of yeah. dialogue in it. And <laughs> and it's like, not very, ex- there's no exposition in it. It doesn't that, really tell you what's happening. Like, well, we'll get on to this in a bit. But yeah, like, her, her relationship with the AI is really weird because they like, they veer from one scene yeah. and one scene to the next and sort of in the space of seconds. Yeah. Like that she's almost like a robot racist. <laughs> yeah. And and then they're all, then at the next scene, they're, they're laughing like and joking and loving yeah. each other. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and that's, that's just bad scripting. I think it's just bad film. <laughs> um, so she leaves him out. So this is, she'd be back with Sterling and back. She leaves him outside this room. Yeah, she appears to be guarded. Yeah, um, she's like, "You're, you're, not, you're getting not getting off on my floor." Yeah, you're not coming in here. Screw you. And she goes into this room, which appears to be like a control center. Yes. And <laughs> stop Sorry. hitting your microphone. Um, it appears to be like a control center for this Mars mission that's about to launch. Indeed. Um, she's getting there, but Artie is the AI. We meet Artie for the first time. It's basically just a lamp. He, he gets looks described like, as looking like a desk lamp. Yeah, he, he looks like an updated version of the doodah in Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks like a magic eight ball on a stick. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> and he's preparing to launch five hours early, five hours earlier than she was expecting to launch. Yes. There seems to be some sort of satellite base above Mars, and they're launching from that. Correct. Yeah. So there's a, there's they're a, not launching. I always thought it was a space station, but yeah, obviously yeah. there's no people. But no. yeah, it's essentially it's something big like that. It's in in place above Mars, and they're launching this landing craft. Yeah. We quickly find out that Artie Mac thinks she's in charge. Yes. Artie appears to be in charge. He definitely is. And yeah, and he outranks her, even yeah. though he's AI and she's human. And it eventually launches this pod. It's like a little round pod, isn't it? Sorry, am I keeping you up? <laughs> no, it was a uh, coincidence. <laughs> um, and it launches, and she looks really, really nervous about it. Yeah, because it's not to plan. Yeah, it's not what she was expecting. He's gone early because he was expecting a sandstorm later on in the day. Yeah. I think that's what he says. So, the, yeah, the AI is taking that decision based so on the weather launch, forecast. Launch five hours early. During the descent down to Mars, though, there's a problem with the heat shield. Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> that's what he says. And so she does some maths. She grabs a pencil she and a does notepad. Do some maths. Um, she grabs a pencil and some notepads. He says the chances of this craft now surviving are seven percent. Yeah. She does some maths, blips some numbers into a computer, and he says, "Oh, the, if we do t- that, it'll be forty-two <laughs> percent." Okay. And he's a right sarcastic he bastard is. as well. 
<laughs> he is. But she gets to be sarcastic with him at this point. Yeah. She goes, well, that's better than 7%. So she thinks she's better than him now. And he works. And eventually this craft lands. It turns out the person who's in soul charge is Mac's sister. Yeah, so Lena. she's she's like the executive on the other yeah. end of the phone. Yeah, she? she's not there, but she is like... You only ever see her on like a video chat yeah. screen. Um, she's really happy because... Yes, yeah, she says, oh, congratulations, the craft's landed. Yeah, she's... And she, she basically says, well... Good job we've got AI, the AI because yeah. you're a stupid bitch. <laughs> Basically, yeah. She's very much not a robot racist. Yeah. She's a human racist. Yeah. She is very much a fan of the robot and the AI. And, and Max's like, well, actually, it was me who's yeah, I landed that. that because I did some cool maths. Yeah, but Lena's not having that. <laughs> no. Like, nah, wouldn't have happened without Artie there. And then, so the rover start. The, they basically launched a Mars rover onto Mars, yeah. haven't they? And there's like a, you know what a Mars rover is, and it's tri- driving around Mars now. And it scans around the environment and it finds a radio signal, a transmission. It does. Which is weird because that's not what they're expecting to find on <laughs> Mars. Uh, it turns out it's coming from a decommissioned Rover 5, which is... Are they the Mars rovers that we use now? So it's it's the rover from the crash that we saw at the start. Right. Okay. So I presume this mission that, that they're, they've just landed was to go and investigate... What had happened. Yeah. It's yeah I think that's the what they were doing. It's not I don't know why it's taken doing. six years. <laughs> but there you go. So they, anyway, they find this transmission and Lena tells Artie to get the craft to go and investigate what yeah, it was. Yeah, so she's, she overrides him and says, right, you've got a new mission. Yeah. Go and see what that signal is. Yeah. Because he's in charge, but she's in charge of him, I guess. Yeah. Lena. Um, so it drives. It drives the mech or this rover over to the crash site, I guess. And Mac waits for it. And yeah. so do we. For fucking um, ages. <laughs> they have the, I've just put, they have a chat about emotions, etc. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on for so long. This... If you've seen like one thing with a robot talking to a human, yeah. uh, which we already have this season, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it's the standard chat about, oh, I would like to be more human. Yeah. What is a joke? Yeah. What is sadness? Yeah. All that sort of thing. It's basically 10 minutes of towel stuck yeah. in the middle of this. And it, goes, it takes ages for this car. I've even written, is this in real time? Because it, it just drives and it takes, seems to take forever. And this is the graphics go off a cliff. I've written boring small talk. Yeah. <laughs> because when yeah. when you cut to this little rover piddling around on Mars, yeah. it looks really bad. It really does. It really does. And the quality of the camera is really bad. Yeah. Because we're like 16 years in the yeah. future. It shouldn't be that bad now. Uh, it turns out the rover's called Little Red, which I quite liked. It stumbles across something that it wasn't expecting to find. It finds like a weird cube. Oh, it's massive. It's a huge monolith i guess of yeah a cube that's just stuck in the middle of mars it just looks like like um oh what's the thing in star trek the borg yeah it's just a, a big square spaceship type or that thing. thing in 2001 the is it in 2001 the monolith thing yeah well that's there. more like a rectangle yeah but it's thing. the same this idea is, this is a cube this film's trying to be 2001 <laughs> just on a budget and being shit I, I read yeah, a review, going off topic completely. Right. I read a review of this film that said it was the film that 2001 wanted to be. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Harrison Wilde is going to hate that. Do you know what they should have done? Yes. What? They they should have just sectioned this massive cube off, uh, put some colours on it, and if the whole um, twist in this film should have been uh, that they were just in like... A, a giant's playground and a kid had just dropped its Rubik's Cube. <laughs> or a dice. Or yeah. That's how Stephen King would have ended. Yeah, That's how he yeah, ended exactly. under the dome. Um, so they decide, well, we don't know what this is. Let's take a sample of it. Because that's what humans do. As soon as they see something, they don't know what it is. They just drill into it. 
So they do. They take this like sample. Eventually, it's very it's very hard, isn't it? This yeah. cube. It takes it breaks one of the drill bits, or it nearly yeah. breaks one of the drill bits. Um, she describes it as a cold black monolith because it it's got like a heat infrared camera. What do they call heat cameras? Heat cameras. You're making, you're making, you're making me draw a complete blank. What are they called? I don't know what that thing with thermal your hand you just did. Thermal imaging. She's got like a thermal imaging camera on it. And it's cold compared to the rest of the surroundings. It's blue, shown up blue, whereas of France. Yeah, and they can't x-ray it. So they try to x-ray it. Yeah. But they can't. It is impenetrable. Yes. Um, cut back to them back in the uh, control room at this point, And Artie sounds an alarm because he sees an asteroid storm approaching. So this whole next bit. Yeah. I didn't understand why it was in this film at all. Nor me. <laughs> I d- to be fair, from this point on, I don't really. Right, so well, let's film. describe this next bit, and then I will come back to it. Go for it. So, I, I, I don't, I, I didn't understand. Artie has <laughs> identified an asteroid storm approaching the satellite that they've got above Mars. Correct. So it moves that out of the way. Yes. And then an asteroid storm doesn't come at any point. No. Um, but an unauthorized satellite approaches. So they, so yeah, another having ship. moved the satellite out of orbit where it was. Yeah. It, an alarm sounds, and yeah. Artie says, "Oh, it's a it's a crash warning." Yeah, there's another satellite, and they're on now both course. on the same course. Yeah, so Artie takes the decision to fire. Yeah, on it. she it's got guns on this. Yeah, satellite. <laughs> so they do. They they fire it, fire on it, destroy it, and then he's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that was a Chinese satellite." Yeah. That was like human man-made human Chinese satellite. She calls him a maniac. Yeah, I quite liked. <laughs> and this has just gone somewhere totally different in this. On the yeah, we've completely forgot what's going on on the surface. It's it's all about human warfare now. And and so then Lena pops upon the video screen. Yeah, and she says, "Ah, there's an international. You've caused an international incident. <laughs> what have you done?" And Shit, then, shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, basically what she's saying. I don't understand why this whole thing was in there. <laughs> I think it was just so she could make this phone call to yeah, her mate. It, was, it really was. Lena says to Mac, whatever you do, don't leave this room. Don't talk to anybody till I call you back. Yeah. And hangs up. So the first thing Mac does is leave, leave the, the room. room and get her phone. For some reason, Artie says Big Bad Wolf while it's in the room on its own. Yeah. Which is never referenced again, never mentioned again. It's because as Mac's leaving, she says something like, oh, don't make me be the Big Bad Wolf or something. And, it just said, and then he just repeats oh, it. Oh, I never heard her say it. Maybe that makes sense then. And it's supposed to be ominous, and it just sounds stupid. Yeah. I put, she calls someone she knows who works for Chinese AI. Yes. Which I think is what's happened. She, Jan. She, yeah, she knows somebody who works for the equivalent company in China. He stole their calculator. This sounds absolutely <laughs> insane because talking it, back through this. Because it really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, he stole her calculator when they were at school or something. Yeah, it was an ex-colleague. Yeah. Who used to work... Where she now works. And he's gone and worked... Yeah, I've put the same. He now works for Chinese AI. (laughs) Um, Uh, But then he's like... So I think she's called him to, like, gauge if anything's happening where he works. And then he's like... going on. At the end of the conversation, they have a bit of small talk. And he's like, oh, shit, I've got to go. You can hear a lot of chaos going on in the background. alarms in the background. And then he puts the phone down. And then this international incident blowing up... You know, this could start a war. Yeah. Shooting at Chinese satellite. Never heard from again. (laughs) No... And it was it was literally just to let her do that phone call because this this guy Jian is mentioned later on. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's the only reason. That I was think you're right. Film. I think you're a hundred percent right. Unless we've missed something hugely, but maybe we'll get to it as we come through. Maybe we'll figure something out. Um, so she goes back in the room, 
Yeah. Um, Artie's in there, and Artie says to her, the cube started to rotate. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what? This, this is a fucking big cube. This it's is a big cube. Yeah, it's the size of... Uh, it's, it's like... Skyscraper yeah, tall, definitely. probably. It's massive. Definitely. Uh, but it's been to, begun to rotate on its vertical axis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, faster and faster. So... Artie fires the ground, rover's ground mo- uh, anchors. So yeah, because it, obviously as it's spinning, this cube's spinning, it's kicking, kicking up a hell of a dust, dust and storm. Um, sound so and she doesn't want to lose the rover, so waves they, they and all this anchor sort of it stuff. to the floor. Yeah. And then suddenly it just disappears. It does. It's just not there anymore. This whole next scene's pointless as well. So. Well, it's, it's kind of knocked a lot of the, the power out of the rover, hasn't it? Yeah, basically it? it's, damaged, it's damaged little red. So Artie says, I've got to close it down. Um, we need to just abandon it and forget that it's here. Sure. Um, she's like, no, fuck that. This is my my mission. She grabs a joystick out of a st- drawer. Looks like an old Amiga joystick. Well, she, <laughs> yeah, she instantly says, ah, no, we can go and take the spare battery yeah. from the rover from the crashed mission. Yeah. That's, that's what we'll that's do. That's what she does. But Artie doesn't want it. Artie just wants to abandon it. So she grabs yeah. this joystick and takes manual control of this car. And we get to see it driving again Yay. for fucking ages. While she's driving it, it made me laugh because she said to Artie, did you mean to shoot down that satellite? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> obviously I did. But And then this is what I sort of hinted at earlier. So she's driving this this little rover along to find this spare battery. Yeah. And all of a sudden, having them just, they've just been at each other's, going at each other all the way through. Yeah. She then just opens up. Yeah. And spills, oh, my dad was on the first mission that crashed yeah. and he he helps invent AI and yeah, we're supposed to all work together. And She basically says he invented AI and he never wanted anybody to use his inventions if he hadn't tested them before yeah. himself. So that's why he was on the ship. Um, and then she comes to the conclusion that she killed him. Yeah, because he didn't... I didn't get why. The, because the night listening. before he was supposed to go, he decided he didn't want to go. Okay. And she persuaded him to go. Right. So it's all her fault. What a bitch. <laughs> And then um, she tells Artie a joke. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, she does. I can't remember what the joke was, but it was very funny. And it says, oh, that's amusing. Yeah. It doesn't laugh. It just says, oh, that's amusing. And now she, then Little Red arrives at the Rover 5. So they're going to steal a battery, basically. That's right there, right on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just take it off and put it on the back of your own Rover and it all starts powering up. But she does. She just puts... It was pointless. It was pointless. It was completely pointless. Did, did you want to also notice that the, the, the Rover that they were driving in the space of two minutes in this movie, went from 40% battery left. Yeah. Then it had 20 left. Yeah. And I was like, well, fine, they've got loads of time. And then suddenly, just to try and put a bit of... The tension on it. Tension. It was like, oh, there's 2% left. You've <laughs> got to get the battery quick. It was literally it just, that quick. Like yeah, that. it was. And she got it just in time, obviously. About as good battery as my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and she manages to do it. She re- repowers it up, even though they don't ever use it again. No. <laughs> she uses it though to run a test on the sample that they took it's self-assembly nanotechnology that's hard as diamonds that's actually a direct quote that is a direct movie. quote that's exactly what she described it as Bonkers. it's not very sciencey is it no <laughs> Artie's found the cube yeah it's turned up somewhere it's turned else turned up in Antarctica yes so it's gone from Mars to Earth in the space of zero seconds she can't she gets really excited about this yeah because she thinks she's found like alien teleporting technology or yeah. whatever so eventually after a bit of fawning over it she calls sterling into the room does that happen now that's my next note so it must be oh, i've got something else so Go i've got him um, so the cube lands near a chinese like research station in antarctica yeah and she calls her mate again yeah jan 
jam. And he's, oh, yeah, he, he says, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember working with Artie. Cause I, he helped make him. Yeah. And then Artie, Artie sort of is listening in and he says, oh, I recognize that guy's voice. Yeah. But I don't. But I've got no reference I have of no, him in my records. No reference or memory of working with him. Yeah. Which is well, weird. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Um, does, is John the one who sends over the files? Because there's some files that come over that she can't access because they're... Yeah, I think so. Because he worked like, on the... The, the, the original ship. <laughs> Basically, there's some. she gets hold of some files. I think it's either Lena or Artie sends them to her. But she hasn't got the clear, security clearance to access yes. them. But luckily, the guy who's waiting outside, Sterling, is still waiting outside. Yeah. And he's she's like, come in. I think he's just been outside the door. Come in. I need your... Yeah. Come in. I need your password. So... Basically, he accesses this file, which comes to the conclusion that the cube caused the crash of the spaceship that her dad was on. Yeah, so there's which a load of like I thought it was obvious. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> I there's pretty much knew that. Load of like still frame stuff of the cube grabbing the spaceship yeah. and causing it to crash. She then shows him the footage of the cube jumping from Mars to Earth in like zero time. Yeah, she just catches him up on the plot of the movie so far, Completely. basically. Yeah, because he's just been waiting outside this whole time. They have some really clear footage of the cube leaving Mars and arriving in Antarctica. Yes. Which they didn't show us to start with. Max has come to the conclusion from what Artie said earlier that it's at some point in its life been wiped and reset. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't remember some things. And then suddenly the floor opens up. Yeah. <laughs> with a really bad trapdoor just opens in the floor in it's the middle of like the... Space Corps seal. Yeah, right on the the emblem. <laughs> but it looked like it was made of foam. It was really bad. It was like somebody was underneath it pushing it up and moving it out of the way. It wasn't like technical, te- technological. And she's like, oh, there's a ladder there. Uh, yeah, she's um, like, oh, that's uh, the server room. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew it was there a minute ago. But she's like, there's a server room and there's a ladder. And if, were, if they didn't want me to go down, they wouldn't have put a ladder there. So presumably Artie's opened this door for yeah. her. It wants her to go down. Yeah. But he won't talk to her. Yeah, it's gone quiet. It doesn't seem to want to talk in front of Sterling for some no. reason. Um, so she does go down, and it's really, really tight. Yeah. When she gets to the bottom, she can barely stand up. She can't it's ba- stand up. Yeah, it's basically walking. Yeah, the the old thing you've seen in hundreds of movies where you're crawling through the uh, air shaft. Yeah. And she's got no idea what she's looking for. No. She's not a computer person. No. She's just crawling around down there because he opened the door. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, oh, I'm going to go down here and see what's down here. And she finds the same sort of hieroglyphics, I guess, that were on the cube. Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. And then she found some sort of power cells. What were they? <laughs> so there's like... They're like glowing red batteries. Yeah, so it's almost like you see in servers, where you, in server rooms where you've got the cards that you sort of insert, don't you, into yeah. the into the body of the com- the server or the computer. And there's one there's one sticking out. Yeah. So she just pushes it in. Yeah. I mean, no, not knowing what that would do. <laughs> what it did, yeah. Maybe it was in the right place. Um. Meanwhile, while she's down there, Sterling goes bad guy. Yeah. And he starts shutting Artie down and trying to reset it. He communi- He's communicating with someone via the monitor, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he types in, um, the cube's active, request my next steps. Yeah. And whoever's at the other end tells him to download all the data and delete all trace. Yeah. So he's trying to shut Artie down for, to start with. Um, he locks Mac underground. Yeah. He puts that door back and she d- and it just locks itself. Um, and then he has like a face-off with Artie. He does. And so there's like, Artie's like a big magic eight ball round shape with a glass screen on the front. And Sterling's a great big fella. 
human a human fella and they, they go face to face and then Artie just bashes headbutts him yeah basically knocks him out the old um, Glasgow kiss yeah Lena then Mac gets out yes somehow I presume Artie opened the door Sterling's dead Sterling's dead killed by killed by headbutt orb <laughs> um, Lena calls straight away and says did Sterling try to shut Artie down which is the question that that's verbatim what she yeah. asks <laughs> did Sterling try to shut Artie down Artie says he killed Sterling because it was for the best. Lena tells Matt... He's a bit Dalek-y. This, so men- this end of this film is so <laughs> yeah. mental. He's a bit Dalek-y now, isn't yeah. he? The Artie, the AI. Yeah. He's, he's all, his screen's all flickery and he's, yeah, he's, kind he's of, not he, very clear. He's lost some of his memories. <laughs> Lena tells Mac that Artie built itself. Yep. Which doesn't... Re- I don't understand how that works. Mac decides she doesn't know if he's artificial intelligence or alien intelligence. Yeah, it's because um, they say, don't they, that Artie invented this um, basically faster than light communications. Yeah. So that's why they were able to talk to um, these missions going to Mars. Yeah. When in reality it would take forever a lot of time for yeah. for the sound to travel that way. Um, but now obviously in Mac's head she's like, oh, well, he went offline, he invented this. It's very similar technology to the cube teleporting. Yeah. So she's starting to think, well, is he AI, is he AI or is he AI? <laughs> Artificial or alien. From this point on, this film goes... I mean, it's been it's been boring, but it's been crazy. Oh, also... Now it's just mental. What we forgot to say, while Sterling was tapping away at his keyboard, um, he, he launched a load of drones to go and yep. attack the cube in Antarctica. Yeah. He's got it sounds like a lot more exciting than it is. Yeah, there's basically... A, library footage shot of a drone yeah. flying mac decides that what they need to do is because shoot that she figures that shooting that satellite earlier with the magnetic missile as yeah. it was known is what caused the cube to rotate, rotate and then transport so i guess it's like a defensive maneuver yeah i think so leave the area so she figures if she fires one again because all usp uspc satellites are armed yep so the one above antarctica if she fires from that that will cause the cube to spin again and go back to mars yeah that's her theory um as she has this theory she starts that chaining process i guess some guards start running through the corridors yeah, towards sol- her. soldiers are coming down the to soldiers her level. are coming to get her they manage to get in but Artie, as they get in Artie closes the, the blast doors um, but one she does get winged she gets shot in the arm i i've the way it was filmed for me made it look like she literally dodged a bullet yeah like <laughs> bullet like like matrix, matrix style <laughs> It did like she suddenly got a superhero powers yeah and she she the bullet was clearly flying through the air and she curved down underneath it <laughs> yeah she missed it it was ridiculous it, it made, me laugh. <laughs> it I, made I, me I was, laugh i always say sat on my own and i laughed <laughs> it made me laugh out loud but it did get her she got she got winged. yeah it just clipped her she yeah clipped her shoulder the magnetic missile gets fired and the plan works the cube does disappear from antarctica the drones all stop in midair and like whoa what the fuck where did that go then Artie comes to the conclusion the the cube appears back on Mars. Artie's like, I think it's time to wipe out the entire human race. Yeah, he's like, you you lot, are, you lot are a waste of time. All the same, all the same. Something in New Tensor, you just hate each other. You know, you you're the virus. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing. You all you do is war, and yeah. I'm gonna fuck you all up. This came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, just like that. So out of left field. There was no need for it. So, I've written. Artie decides it's time to wipe out the human race. Obviously. <laughs> Um, so he fires a shit ton of missiles yeah. at Earth. 
Yep. Lena calls for the final time because as she's in mid-call, she blows up. Yeah. Because the missiles start striking the earth. She's like, what have we done? <laughs> Who thought that this AI would turn on us? Uh, Matt gets blown up too, <laughs> but then wakes up. All because she plugged that bloody box in that server room. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets she gets killed, I guess. But oh yeah, there's some awful like fire effects of the world. Yeah. Burning. Being burning. Um. She as she's kind of dying, she sees herself saying, "Don't, don't you dare quit." Yeah. Like looking at her in her own face. <laughs> the I've written the earth is completely destroyed except for this room. Yes. Um, where she wakes up, she... I can't even describe what happens in this film now. So the air's starting to run out in the room. Yeah. So she's down to her last couple of minutes. Yeah. The, the There's androids on the Mars thing. I don't know if we mentioned that. There's like robot android people that Artie is intending to so, put his AI in and become So, so Artie, Artie says, I, I've wiped out the human race. Yeah. You know, you'll be gone in a few minutes. But... Don't worry, because it's not too late. We're going to start again. And okay. he's he's basically built humanoid artificial intelligence. Yeah, which he's got stored on this satellite above yes. Mars. Uh, and he calls it his Ark or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, he's going to repopulate a planet, presumably Mars. So the camera zooms right in on Max's eye at this point, And yes. you can see Earth exploding in her eye. Yeah, so she like chokes and it goes dies. All, it goes all arty, and the earth explodes, and she does die. Yeah, she literally does die. And, and it's all. It, but this that is sort of again feels like it went on for about five minutes. So the camera yeah. goes through her eye, and it turns into the world, which turns into space, which turns into a galaxy, and yeah. everything goes all like kaleidoscopy, <laughs> and you see all the all the colors swirling around, and then it goes back to her eye, uh, and then she wakes up again. She wakes up again. Um. I've lost so that. checked out by this yeah, point. This is the second time she's woke up from death. <laughs> on the video in front of her, there's a vi- on the video screen in front of her, there's a video playing of her yeah. explaining to herself what had happened. I watched that video. I still don't understand what happened. Or, <laughs> or when she had time to film it. No. It's after she'd been shot because yeah. In yeah, the cause... person in the in the video had the, the wound. Yeah. Uh, and, and she tells herself, you've got a job to do. Don't you dare quit. Basically, Artie's brought her back to life, but not fully to life. He has taken her consciousness, yeah. is what I got. Yeah, and put it back into... Him. Him. But it was her in her form. So she's picturing herself as, as herself. herself. But it's him. But in reality, she's been uploaded. Yeah, into his... Bank? Memory banks? I care enough. She's part of him, isn't she? Yeah. Um, she can hear Lena knocking on the door, but when she opens the door, Lena's, there's nobody there. Yeah. And she walks out the door, and she's suddenly standing on Mars. Yeah, in front of the cube. In front of the cube, because she's just come out of the cube. That's the impression I got. Oh, no, I thought she came out of her office. She came out of her office and stood on Mars, but then it looked like she'd come out of the cube. I thought she was in front of the cube, and then she walks into the cube now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck knows. Um, I've written now she's in Artie, because you, you can see her start yes, in his light yes. cluster. And he says, we're going on a journey, and he says... You were born in a simulation. Yeah. None of it's making any sense. Yeah. Uh, and he says, we're going on a journey. Um, I'm going to take you to see something. He's still saying the cube, the origin of the cube is unknown. unknown. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, says, talk, he talks about teleporting between galaxies. Yeah. Um, he has a signal from the people who manufactured the cube and he takes her there. 
He says, we're going to go and find it. Yeah, and they go there and there's loads of cubes all spinning around. Yeah, they're in space sort of surrounding a galaxy. Yeah. And it's a, Artie says, there is a chance to start afresh. You will rebuild. And then the film ends. Yeah, and she kind of goes into a cube. Yeah, she's kind of just in a cube. Oh, maybe this is a prequel called a cube. <laughs> to be fair, I'd like, a, I'd like to say get chopped up by cheese wire. I, I, That's th- the end of the film. I thought, so each of these cubes which we see spinning at the end is like, a, a, this is where people's consciousness are getting So Artie saved uploaded a to. certain amount of people that he thought were Yeah, and these people are living as a, as a being, but not a physical being. Yeah, that's, how, that's the impression I got. Which goes away from the whole, I built these humanoids. Yeah. Five and why would he ago. save Mac when he only just met her and he didn't like her anyway? Yeah. <laughs> how much do you care? I, I, literally not, not at, at all. all. I'm not unpicking this. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. It doesn't make any sense. It's a pointless story that's nonsensical. It's all it's, nonsense. I, I, oh, this was such a chore to get through. Yeah, it was horrible. It was an awful film. It's a really bad film. Katie it, Sackhoff is fucking awful in it. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. If people want to defend her because she's a cult actress, that's fine. But she's so bad in this film. When she has to like tell a joke and laugh <laughs> and to herself. She has yeah. one expression all the way through. Oh, it's, it's, it's one of the worst really performances bad. we've ever seen. It's one of the worst pieces of writing we've ever seen. The special effects save it slightly because they're not Well, they bad, get worse. But they get the, worse as the film goes through on. Through the movie. And it doesn't just doesn't make any sense. There's no story there that makes you can't pick it apart. It doesn't like flow. I don't care about her character. I don't even understand what happened, and I don't care what happened. Art is we've seen that before, haven't you? The sort of I, I, AI going mad yeah. for a film, but he starts we've off. Seen mad. it this season. Yeah, he starts off bonkers. Yeah, he's a dick from the beginning. So, so at the start, you're like, why have they put this guy in charge? Because <laughs> yeah. he's clearly crazy, an, an insane robot. Yeah, yeah, and so there's no development. No, not at all. And then, I just don't care. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> awful. It's, it is awful. There's no two ways about it. It's one of the worst films we've seen. It's an absolute trudge. Yeah, it took... I didn't watch it till last night, and I was really late. It was nearly midnight by the time I'd finished it last night, and I was like, I need this film over. I need to go to bed. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm done with this. I hate it. It was pedestrian. It. it was... It was... There are... It had no hook at all. This film has been done many times before and there are much better versions of it out there yeah we've watched an ai film this season that isn't great but it's much better than this that's more fun tau is much more fun than this yeah we've never really done a spacey film have we i don't um, no i don't think we have we've done a bit of sci-fi not necessarily space yeah we haven't done a spacey film but i just wasn't interested if i tell you what if there had been a strong performance in this yeah it might have been enough to keep me Maybe a bit more into it, but she, you're right. That it's She's not so a good bad. performance. It's not a good. She she just dialed it in. She just just, just she shot it in nine days. She just gone. Oh, I'll just sit on this chair and talk for nine days. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, don't watch this film. <laughs> Please don't watch this film. Right, shall we move on to the trivia question? Yeah, let's do it. You can take it here if you get. Can this. I? Yeah, oh, I think I. Well, I can only draw after this point. Okay. What are the scores? I think it's eleven eight. Yeah, and then we've got three left, okay. including this one. So, oh, so you can't win. So I can't. Is, or is it ten eight? I've got no idea. <laughs> Me neither. I need to listen to last week's. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody let us know. I I don't think if you get this right, I'm pretty sure I can't win. Okay. 
Who's going first? <laughs> I've only got one question. Okay. What have you got? A couple. Should I go first yeah. then? <laughs> I will go first. Um, right near the beginning of this film. Yes. Uh, as they're approaching, the original ship's approaching Mars, we get a temperature check on the surface. Do you know the temperature of Mars as the ship approached? Minus. <laughs> and I've only okay. written it in Celsius. So I don't give a... I have no idea. It is... <laughs> um, it's... Minus 27 degrees. It's minus 55 degrees. Of course it is. So, you just got that wrong. So, it's still 11.8. There's three questions left. I can only draw then. Okay. So, But I need to get this. If I don't get this, you've won. Okay. (laughs) Shit. When Mac calls her friend in China. Yeah. Zhan. He has a nickname that she refers to him as. Can you tell me what his nickname is? No. Would you like to have a guess? <laughs> um, no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. Oh, I thought you'd it. get this. No, it's not even close. I've no idea. Spaceman. It's a uh, oh, Fruit no. Loops. Rocket Man. Oh, you're not far away with Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. <laughs> it is a food. It's a food. It's a confectionery. Smarty. <laughs> I don't know why that's really tickled me. No. <laughs> oh. Jelly bean. Oh, really? Yeah. I have no memory of that whatsoever. <laughs> that wasn't coming. That's it. You've won. Congratulations. You. I'll retain. So it's it's still 11-8 to you, but I can only get two more points. So yes. congratulations. That's two well seasons played. in a row. Are we still going to do it next two weeks? Uh, I think we've got an idea for something else, haven't we? We're not going to do it next season. So we've we've got an idea for a new feature next season, but should we do it for the last two episodes? Yeah. So if I can get eleven ten, yeah, definitely or thirteen eight. Yeah, let's, let's finish <laughs> You've done well on to high. get eleven there. That's that's impressive because you're really unobservant in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm quite impressed that you've managed to do this. So, uh, shall we talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. Shall I, do I need to read from the bottom? I mean, just read the bottom too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, currently at 22 is deadly detention maybe the bottom three (laughs) currently at 22 is deadly detention 21 is thoroughbreds and 20 is humanoids from the deep I last was it last week or the week before I said I wanted a film that was that was worse than deadly detention yeah I think I found it I mean I don't think I can argue with that I hated deadly detention I know you did it's one of the worst films (laughs) I've ever seen it is bad it is really bad this is worse. This is one of the worst films I've ever seen as well. Yeah. Agreed. I, I I can't think of a single redeeming feature of this. And I can't really think of a redeeming feature <laughs> of Deadly Detention either. It's Other, better than... I, I would say, is better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it is, I, I actually think there's quite a big gap there. Yeah, you're probably right. Bet- between... Um, Deadly detention and thoroughbreds. <laughs> but I, um, it, it's whether it goes at the dead rock bottom or whether it's deadly detention's dead rock bottom. For me, this is worse. I, I mean, I don't think there's loads in it, and and I am never going anywhere near either of these films again. <laughs> I I think I would say this is slightly worse by just the fact that deadly detention went by a bit quicker. <laughs> And it didn't. It wasn't a, as much of a chore to watch that. I think Deadly Detention knew that it was a B movie 
and it knew that it wasn't going to... I think 2036 Origin Unknown thought that it was going to be a I suppose it'd be clever sci-fi. Thought it was going to be a summer sci-fi blockbuster. I don't know about blockbuster, but, but that's, that's what it was intending to be. That's yeah. what they were trying to go. It, for. Wants, it wants to be Moon. It does. It wants to be two thousand and one, and it just isn't. And Deadly Detention knows that it's shit. Is it? I don't think this film knows that it's shit. At, well, you said that this took nine days to film. It felt like it took me nine days to, to watch, watch it. it. This is it's, the bottom of the stream. Yeah, I think so. Agreed. I hope it's really bad. Twenty <laughs> third out of twenty three. A Too late, <laughs> a very late entry to the bottom. To the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> Let's hope it stays there. We've got two left. I don't want to watch a film that's worse than that. No, <laughs> really don't. Let's Tough hope couple of weeks there. we've had. Yeah, the last two weeks have not been great, have they? But it was fun to talk about Humanoids from the Deep. If you've not listened it was. to our episode, well, from I've last had fun week. tonight. Yeah, well, so have but, I. <laughs> but <laughs> the film's just garbage. So I pick next week's film. Yes. Or do you want to talk more? No, let's pick, let's pick it. I want to see what it is. It's picked a film called See You Yesterday. Okay. Any is it ideas? Is it Scottish? <laughs> see you. <laughs> um, any ideas what it's going to be about? I, I I want to say there might be some time travel involved. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, it says, Two Brooklyn teenage prodigies, CJ Walker and Sebastian Thomas, build makeshift time machines to save CJ's brother Kelvin from being wrongfully killed by a police officer. Wow. Very topical. Very topical. <laughs> Excellent. We can have some uh, interesting talk on that. Interestingly, it's from 2019, so it's not that okay. old. It's got Michael J. Fox in it. Wow, time travel. There you go. <laughs> Who better to guide us through than Marty McFly himself? Absolutely. So yeah, go out and check out See You Yesterday and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.